Hello and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work, work. My name is Lincoln and I'm very excited to be speaking today with Bobby Marlab, who is the chair and co-founder of Marlab, a leading content and communications agency, as well as the co-founder of Mentor Walks, which we're going to be diving into in a moment. Bobby Marlab is passionate about diversity and gender equality and last year received an Order of Australia for her contribution to women, publishing and philanthropy and we are delighted to have her on the podcast. Hello Bobby, thank you for joining us. Delighted to be here. Let's jump in to your work with Mentor Walks. Can you talk the listeners through the model of Mentor Walks and the impact that it's had? Mentor Walks started as a program to make mentoring accessible to women everywhere to help them get clarity, have a place to ask questions that they find it difficult to ask elsewhere, and particularly to help them build their networks. And in five years, we've just celebrated our fifth birthday in Sydney, 5,000 women have come through our program, many coming multiple times. And we've actually just restated our purpose to reimagine and rethink mentoring to drive a gender equal world. So making mentoring accessible is still the core of what we do, but we are piloting a number of other initiatives that are all about how we can use mentoring to drive gender equality. What have you found as some of the key deficits that exist that Mentor Walks has been able to address? If you think of the model, it's small group mentoring. The way it works is that when women apply to come on a walk, we ask them what it is they want to discuss. And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a big issue at all. And we will match them in the mental group that we think they will have the most productive conversation. And for that hour, the mentor and up to three mentees who have been carefully matched together, walk and talk and discuss and workshop each other's issues. So what happens in that conversation is that you get the wisdom of the mentor, but you also get the insights and the questions from the other mentees in the group. And what women find is that they not only receive advice and insight on the question that they have, but they find that they're able to contribute to others. And so there's a special, special ingredient and magic in that which is I think that women come on mental walks to receive and what they find is they not only receive, but they're able to contribute. And as we know, that real joy comes in your ability to contribute to others as well. I love that. So what is the feedback that you tend to receive from participants? The most common comments um, we get from mentees after a walk is, I was so relieved to find that I'm not alone and other people experience this. And the other thing that's the most common comment is it's helped me reframe. It's taken me out of my thought bubble. And so what Mentor Walks very much is about is having this incredible diverse group of senior female leaders who represent everything from startup to government to education to corporates who have juggled um, you know, caring responsibilities, who have juggled working overseas, who have juggled all kinds of things. And we're bringing that diverse lived experience to the women who come on the walk. In terms of navigating career and the changing workforce at the moment, what makes Mentor Walks relevant now? I think Mentor Walks is particularly timely because careers are no longer a ladder, they're a lattice. 
And so having access to diverse people who have lived experience that can show you different ways is so important to thinking differently about your own career and really knowing what options might be open to you. And to hear that firsthand from really wonderful, successful people who have been there and done it and who are willing to share with you in an intimate, safe, small group, the ups and downs of that, the things that have worked, the things that haven't. It is a really, really great thing to be bringing to people because it's something that doesn't often come to women, especially in their workplaces. And the impact of, of mentor walks is on a number of levels. We know, for example, that women are taking significant career steps as a result of the conversations they're having at Mentor Walks. They're getting the promotion, they're going for the new job, they're um, getting the bonus or pay rise, they're starting that side hustle, they're going full-time into their side hustle, they're managing the logistics of family and career, all of those kinds of things because they're getting that advice firsthand. And we also know that what they're doing as a result of coming on Mentor Walks is they're meeting people who not only can, but do help them in their careers. So for example, 50% of the women that come on Mentor Walks say that it's had a positive employment outcome for them. And one in four say they've met someone who has or can be useful to them in their career. And then we have the whole other side, which is about confidence, which we know is the Achilles heel of women. You know, I think 83% of women who come to Mentor Walk say they leave feeling more confident to tackle the issue ahead of them. That Achilles heel of confidence, what do you see as the foundation for where that confidence comes from? I think traditionally men have had um, easier access to networks and it's been more part of the game plan for men. Um, but for women who often have to go home and have caring responsibilities and so forth, it hasn't been. But building your networks, which to me is building your community, is so important to leading an interesting life and developing your career. And you really have to make an effort to do it and you have to put in the time. And I think for some women, they think of networking as a dirty word. And really our job is to let them know that networking is really just building your community and it's important for all of us. And you have to show up for opportunities to come your way, to learn, to thrive for all of those kind of things. The network effect of Mentor Walks has been beyond anything we ever imagined. And what we're finding is that mentees are collaborating, they're helping each other. One might be great at finance, the other might be great at how to present to an executive team. They're bartering their skills. We've got connections forming between mentors and mentees in ongoing ways all over the place. We've got people getting board positions because of someone they've met. You know, there are all kinds of things happening because people are coming to this program and having the conversations. I want to pick up on what you said about you have to show up in order to get these kinds of opportunities and create community. How have you found people navigating that during a time where it's less face-to-face, -face, perhaps? They're trying to juggle different responsibilities. How do we show up in this new era? In a virtual world, there are definitely restrictions about how you show up because you can't go and meet people. There's not the personal chemistry, all of those kind of things. 
But we changed mentor walks to virtual in all locations when COVID first hit in March 2020 and used Zoom and breakout rooms. We did everything like we usually do, matching people, all of that kind of stuff. But the discussions took place in breakout rooms on Zoom rather than in person. And we found that the program's been just as successful. And we're actually still doing virtual walks six times a year in addition to all the in-person locations. And the program is going really fast. We'll be in every capital city uh, at the beginning of next year and then have a agenda to take it to the key regions as well. And that will continue to be in-person and virtual and a hybrid. And what I meant by it's important to show up is that extraordinary things happen when you meet people. There are so many times in my own career where there have been, you know, it might be applying to be part of a program and I've thought all sorts of reasons why I shouldn't and then I do and I apply and I'm accepted to the program and I meet a whole cohort of amazing people that go on to change my world really. So I think it's really easy to say, oh, I'm tired. I want to stay under the doona. I don't want to get out and meet these extraordinary women who have come to help me at mentor walks, or I'm too shy to go to these drinks where I don't know anybody. But actually, if you do and you manage yourself and know that everyone is shy in networking situations, no one knows what to do, that you're just human like everyone else. But the value of showing up and just being yourself and being curious about other people, it leads to extraordinary dividends. For potential mentees or mentors who are listening, how might they best engage with mentor walks we love women everywhere to be part of mentor walks as i said we're here to make mentoring accessible to women everywhere uh, the site is mentorwalks.com.au there's links to all our events there and um, women can just register to come on a walk it costs only 30 dollars, and we've done that because we want people to be able to afford to come in terms of your work with MyLab and understanding the workforce especially as things change and evolve in terms of how people work remotely or how people can collaborate best when people are in different locations or even onboarding people in a virtual world. What have you discovered during the past two years around how we can adapt or success stories even around what's gone well? Well, firstly, we're a creative marketing and communications agency. So we are digital people. So operating in a virtual environment is really an easy, easy thing for us. So when the world went digital in March 2020, the first thing we did was make sure that every single one of our staff members had all the equipment they needed at home to work well. We had um, staff delivering chairs to them, screens to them, laptops to them, everything they needed to work well from home. The other thing that we've done throughout the last two years is ramped up considerably our company meetings. So throughout COVID, we've had a half an hour meeting. We've got about 50 staff. We had a half an hour meeting at nine o'clock every single morning for months. That was a time where it enabled us to show work in a way we had never been able to do. One of the core values in MarLab is that we're a company of people who are driven to do stellar work. And our work is so exciting. Every time I see it, I'm beyond excited at, the, at what we do and how we do it. 
But what, what a more virtual life has enabled us to do is the collective knowledge sharing, including the ability for different people in the organisation and teams to be able to show each other what they're doing and how it's working has been absolutely accelerated. And one of the things we've been trying to do as a company is make sure that silos in the company are dissolved. We want people to be able to pull people onto different projects in a very seamless way, depending on what their interests and skill sets are. And simply by people being able to talk more and show more about what they do and how they do it, the opportunities for people have become much, much more obvious. So it has accelerated our learning exponentially and accelerated our understanding of each other and the work different parts of the business do. And that has been really, really terrific. We put a lot of work in how we onboard people well in a virtual setting. And I'm really delighted. I can tell you right now that this morning, the company is celebrating the Diwali Festival you know, we've got, I think, 45% of our staff in the office today, and that seems to be pretty standard. So we know good food <laughs> is a reason why people want to come in the office, but we're finding that people are very happy to see each other. But we're also very open. So at, at the moment, we're asking people, how often do you want to come in? And it's all finding its feet, but we're very exploratory right now and seeing what people need, what they want, what will work, and how that aligns to what the business needs and what will work there. There's a conversation at the moment around resignations and people moving away from jobs and into new ones and, and making some radical shifts. And there are different opinions about how and why that's occurring. What do you see as the key things that keep people in a team? People have to be very aligned to your purpose. They have to really believe in what you're there to do and they have to really feel that they can make a contribution to it and that they can learn. So I think being in an environment where people are given opportunities and can learn new things is really, really important. And part of that is an environment where it's okay to experiment and make some mistakes. And so hopefully people at Marlab feel safe to make mistakes. We never want someone to make the same mistake twice, right? <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, making the same mistake twice is not okay. But to experiment and try things in a, in a measured, um, considerate way is absolutely part of it. And at Malek, we're really clear on our North Star and what, what we're here to do. And I think it goes back to that idea of doing really great work. And I think people thrive if they're doing work that they love. Well, that feels like a fantastic place to end. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you for speaking with us. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listening. We look forward to next time. Bye, Lincoln. Bye. Bye-bye.